Rebels, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I'm Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to my podcast, The Meta Business Millennial. Today's topic is really near and dear to me, and it really gets into an aspect of ourselves that we really know little about. Let's just put it that way. Um, And that's sovereignty. Let me just go ahead and say what it is. It's sovereignty. And sovereignty is a word that we hear as it relates to like kingdoms and nations and nation states, but rarely do we ever think about or even talk about sovereignty as it relates to the individual, to the self. And in a world where there are rulers, whether it's governmental rules, organizational ruling, um, political ruling, all of these things, we're always looking a religious leadership ruling. We're always looking for someone else to be the power holder or the savior or the leader or the guide. We're moving into an age, we're moving into the Aquarian age, where it's the age of knowing. The age of knowing means the age of self. And the age of self also equals the age of sovereignty. And I like to talk about this now because I am moving into a phase in my growth and my spiritual journey, my metaphysical journey, where sovereignty is of the utmost importance to me. When I say utmost, I mean utmost importance to me because we are living in an age where the subtleties of control, the subtleties of dominance, the subtleties of power are so slight and are so minuscule that we can often miss those times when our power is being snatched from us, our power is being taken from us. And it is up to us to have the discernment, to have the knowing, to have the understanding, to stand up for self, to stand up for ourselves. So this is what the sovereignty means. And I'm going to break it down a little bit more for you because I think people understand it in terms of of nation states. And I love to give this example because we see in it right now with Russia. Russia is a sovereign ass country. You know, they are not beholden to no uh, United Nations. And, and I may not be getting all the details right, but they are not beholden to any large conglomerate group of countries stopping them from moving how the fuck they want to move. They say, I want to invade a country. I want to invade Ukraine. I'm going to goddamn do it. You know, and that is sovereignty is this is where I stand. I don't answer to nobody. And when I want to make a move, I make my moves. And at the end of the day, we have no idea really why this is happening. Granted, it is sad. Granted, it is deplorable to exercise violence in that kind of scale. Yet they have the sovereignty to do so period. And that's what I mean by sovereignty. And of course, that's an example in a malevolent way, in a disagreeable way. 
So when we're talking about in our journey, we are agreeable beings. So the way we move in our sovereignty is to protect life when it needs to be protected. Also protect intelligence and freedom. So these are our callings. This is what we've been called to do here on this planet. At least this is my mission. And so when I'm thinking about my sovereignty, I'm a move like Russia move. You know, I don't care if you are a supreme being, if you're not God, then I don't have nothing that I must do for you. And this is also something that I believe is going to blow the minds of folks that really look to our ancestors or look to deities like myself. I got them tatted on me. I got the Eye of Heru tatted on me. I love the deities that we've known as like Aset, uh, Isis, or Asar, Osiris, or Heru, Horus. These are deities for a long time that I would really... I don't want to say worship, but I really like look to them as like deities. as like greater than me. And uh-uh, that's not what we do. Because first of all, that gives away our power. And of course, it raises their vibration, which is great for them. But what about me? This is my life. This is my energy. This is my path, you know? And as I move in my sovereignty, as I move in my gifts, that supports them as well. You know, they don't need somebody just giving their power away. If we're all aligned with the same mission and same intent, we need you to access and activate and move in your fullest, utmost power. So that to me, I think is really going to be mind blowing, especially for people who are in the black consciousness movement, who really look at ancient Egypt and our ancestors as these great, powerful beings, which they are. They definitely are great, powerful beings, but so are you, my sister. So are you, my brother. So are you, everyone else out there. So this is what the difference between moving from a position of victim, a position of servitude, a position of slave mind, to a position of a master, to a position of a sovereign being, in the position of your own God, your own goddess. And that's how you make that move is in sovereignty. And I want to give some very personal examples, too, because I've been going through organizations, working with spiritual teachers and spiritual leaders that really have amassed huge amounts of followings, huge amounts of followers. And historically, you know, in the past, I would say four to six thousand years since the reign of the Anunnaki, we have been conditioned and essentially programmed to follow the leader, just like the game, follow the leader. Yet now that that age, that cycle is coming to an end, this is nothing more than a cosmic occurrence. Like, you know, this is how the universe, our reality works. You know, there are cycles in everything. So now that the cycle is ending, the cycle is shifting, we are moving into an age where we now are our own leaders, We are our own sovereign beings. We are our own teachers. Yes, we can look to people for guidance. Trust me, I got lots of guides. I got lots of mentors. (laughs) Yes, we can look to people who've been ahead of us, who can can talk about their own experiences. But at the end of the day, y'all, words do not teach. Even when I'm telling you now, yes, I'm teaching, I'm spitting some knowledge, but you got to go through your own experience. You have to walk your own path. I can leave little breadcrumbs for you so you can know, okay, maybe this way is a good way, 
But at the end of the day, like you have to find your own way. You have to find your own path. You have to have your own experiences and no God, no greater being can do that for you. You have to do that for yourself. And that's really what I've been learning through this journey with these teachers is a lot of people look to these leaders as their saviors. Like this person's going to save me. Like I'm going to go to and through this person to lift up my life and my vibration. And yes, they can teach you some things. They can teach you some truths, some tools, some methodologies. Yet you have to have your own personal experience with self actualizing of yourself to move in your own sovereign way. So this is why, you know, I call myself the metaphysical master in the millennial age because I cuss clearly, you know, I, I move how I move. I got tats on my faces, on my hands, on my neck, you know what I'm saying? So I am a fully embodied in my being and that this is how I want to be as a spiritual teacher, as a spiritual leader, as a new earth leader manager. How I grew up, I grew up in the Catholic church. Trust me, our priests didn't look like this. And on top of that, we didn't have no priestesses. And I am a priestess in a way and leading spiritually. So for me, there wasn't even a priestess to look up to or to model myself after. I looked to white men, period. And especially in the Catholic church, Catholic tradition. So they looked nothing like me. They had none of the same experience as me. They wore robes. You know, they wore white robes and, you know, they took on oaths and creeds in their practice. That's their way. That was their path. And as we now move in this more sovereign Aquarian knowing age, then I have my path and I wear and dress how I want. And I talk and speak how I speak with the same truth, the same truth, the same universal principles of love, of harmony, of peace, of coexistence, of living together, working together, lifting each other up, supporting each other where there is opportunity to support each other, inheriting your fullest in abundance and wealth and prosperity as God would have it be. Not necessarily fumbling the bag, not doing what you have to do for the bag, but doing the highest good for the bag. That's how we move. So these are still some of the same truths, not in full, that our teachers from church, from synagogue, from temple were talking to us about then and or now. But I speak the same thing in this body, in this mind, in this being. And this is hopefully an inspiration to you in that way that wherever you are, wherever you sit and whatever you look like, that your universal truth can be powered up, can be connected to sources, highest good, so that you too may inspire others, may lead others, whether it's your family, whether it's people at work, whether it's your friends and or new friends, because sometimes as we go on this sovereign path, we disconnect from a lot of the people from our past. And it's nothing bad. You know, I feel like sometimes in social media is perceived as like, oh, if you're not on my vibration, like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, (laughs) it's not like that really. Like, and I think maybe I kind of went through a phase like that too, to be honest, but that was my own insecurity. 
my own ego that I wanted everyone to be like me and come like me and do like me, but that's not their path. That's not their work, nor is it yours, nor is it your place to judge or my place to judge where they at. And that makes me emotional. I get kind of tingling in my heart when I say that because now I understand what it means to have empathy, what it means to have compassion, especially for the people that hurt you. And I say this because I know Jesus said it too. And Jesus said it best because they know not what they do. When you're operating at a frequency of fear, when you're operating at a frequency of shame, guilt, you see God as punitive, as vindictive. Oh, that even just hurts me saying it. So imagine the hurt that these people are feeling too in their being. And hurt people hurt people. We project that out from what which we are, okay? We project out who we are within. And so it is your responsibility to rise up, to rise above, see who the fuck you are as a being. Look at all of the stones that you cast on other people that you also embody. That's when the real work begins. That's when the real growth begins. That's when the real healing begins. So you really need to start with yourself before you start with others. And that's why the distancing from others helps in that journey. It's not fuck them, it's for me. I do this for me. So we have to be really mindful in how we move in that way, especially on the spiritual path. We do everything for me because as I grow as I heal, as I love, then the people around me also grow and heal and love. It's like that. Energy is contagious. Healing is contagious. Love is contagious. Just like fear is contagious. Just like domination, control is contagious. So you have to choose. And you choose almost like in every moment, like for real. Like every moment of every day, you're having to choose. You're having to choose, okay, how am I going to respond to this situation right here? Because sometimes you don't have the energy to respond any differently than anger. But just like I love to teach to my clients, to my students, to my coworkers, the map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins, there's levels to this shit. There's levels to this game. And the bottom level is like shame and guilt. And anger is like significantly above guilt and shame. So if you have to respond in the moment with anger, congratulations to you because you are operating at a higher frequency likely than you did before. (laughs) And I talk about that too a lot about how I operated in so much shame and so much guilt throughout my life based on my experience as a youth, having had my dad in prison, having had my sister murdered, having had my mom dealing with her mental illness issues, not being able to be fully supported by my external family members. I had a lot of guilt around these things. A lot of guilt, a lot of shame. Like I was some poor black kid from the hood, you know? (laughs) Like that was such a thing. And it was a thing that I embodied, that I took personally that made me somehow inferior, a minority. (laughs) That's the game that I played. And that level of frequency makes you vulnerable 
to all of the power controls and systems that exist in this world because it was created that way, at least in this past cycle. Okay? That's what I'm saying is that now that we're moving into a new cycle, the game is shifting. The rules are changing. So we have to adapt. We have to evolve. We have to adjust. No longer are we victims. Okay? We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in guilt or shame or be punished by God for our actions or who we are, what we look like or who we love. This is the age of knowing who I am and what I choose. And I choose this in a sovereign way. And I don't care what kind of being, fifth dimensional being, ninth dimensional being, alien being, if it's not God, if it's not coming directly from source, then I don't owe you nothing. I don't owe you nothing. You can't tell me nothing. And that's the energy in which we have to move people. This is how we're going to be leaders. This is how we're going to be change agents. This is how we're going to really revolutionize the planet in a beautiful way, in a healing way. In a healing way. Because our energy is directly tied to the planet's energy. We are earth beings. We are earth dwellers. We are earth citizens. Our energy, our, our essence comes from the heavens, yet from ashes to ashes, dust to dust. From dirt we came, from dirt we will return. We are earth beings. So our essence here in this body is directly connected to our planet. So as we heal ourselves, as we heal what we're going through, we also heal the world. We make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Jackson, who also was a being that needed a lot of healing. So I'm sending him my light. <laughs> so I really am fired up. Like I'm really, I'm, I'm really, really feeling the joy in this conversation with you about sovereignty, because I know this is going to touch you all in a very deep way. I already feel it in the ripples in the universe and the ripples in the cosmos and the ripples in the energetic field, that this is a healing topic that I, I likely will continue to talk more about it because it is that that serious. It is that important that we move in this sovereignty, that we really know who we are. Because trust me, as you start to call forth all of the great and grand dreams and ideas and people that you need to co-create with to make these dreams and ideas manifest in the three-dimensional world, you have to have that sovereignty. That sovereignty feels like a conviction. It feels like a confidence. It feels like the highest self-esteem. And that comes very deeply from our solar plexus. That comes very deeply from just an aligned energy system, period. And when you are in alignment, when you know, okay, I'm connected to source. This is where I am right now. This is how I'm feeling. Then you show up for yourself every single time. You want to show up for yourself every single time. And how you show up for yourself is by continuing to ask, I love this. Who am I? And the yogic teacher who created this escapes me now, the name. 
yet, maybe I'll add it to the description and later in the notes, the show notes, yet this documentary really impacted me deeply when I watched about this yoga teacher who asks the question, who am I? Constantly, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Because what we see out in the world is not me. It's minds, but it's not me. It's minds, but it's not me. Like this hair, this skin, this body, my experiences, even my emotions. It's minds, but it's not me. And that is how we start to get inside of that. Uh, the layers, the onions that I always am talking about, Donkey from Shrek, the layers of the onions. <laughs> When you start to peel back all those mini layers in that essence is the eye. Yeah, what is that? Who is that? Where is that? (laughs) And it feels, when I tell you, it feels expansive. It feels safe. It feels secure. That is the conviction in who I am. That is where we seek to be at all times in many traditions, they call it the zero point. So when we're operating and moving from that zero point, then we understand, we understand that the experiences is happening around us, the people that are calling into our lives are there for a reason, are there to teach us some real lessons. How we react to them, how we sit in it, also grows us and grows our soul and grows our path and grows our energy and grows our power. Especially when we move with the purest of intention. And that's the key too. Intentionality in what you be and what you do. And I'm starting with me since I'm trying to talk to y'all about what this is. Like my intentions in doing this podcast, let's start there, is to really, for me, channel, really speak over myself, the values that I've been learning, the experiences that I've been having, and talking through them makes them even more real, makes them even more solidified in my being. And when a few people listen, a few thousand people listen, a few hundred thousand people listen, a few hundred million people listen, a few million people listen, then it even digs even more in my soul. It grows my soul even more. So back to what I was telling y'all, it has to be for me. My intentions and why I do things, my intentions and why I work with people, it always comes back to me. And some people say that's selfish. Girl, you sound selfish. Oh, Erin, she's so self-centered. That used to be a thing I heard a lot. And it used to hurt me a lot because I always felt like I love people and I put people first. And that's what they want you to do. That's called people pleasing. (laughs) That's called people pleasing. This is a healing moment. So when you start to put people in front of you, then you start to lose you. You start to give away your power and you start to move more into a victim role, a victim consciousness, and you lose your sovereignty. Back to sovereignty. So for all intents and purposes, 
It is better for you to be selfish. It is better for you to be self-centered so you can choose you first. You can choose you first. Okay? And again, it comes from a place of intentionality. Asking yourself, who am I? Asking yourself, what is my intention for putting myself first? My intention for putting myself first is so that I can love myself more. I can show up for myself with more honesty. I can show up for myself with more authenticity. I can show up for myself with more power, more energy, because I'm giving it to myself. And when you do that, look how it ripples out into the world. Trust that when you do that, that power that you give yourself exponentially increases the power that you have access to give to the world. Now that's how you switch it on them. That's how you switch it on them. When they call you selfish, when they call you crazy, when they say she don't want to fuck with nobody, he don't want to fuck with nobody anymore. When you're focused on yourself and when you're seeing your truth, you're seeing your flaws, you're seeing the shit and you're sitting in it and you're nurturing it and you're loving it and you're embracing it and you're honoring yourself by saying I'm a sovereign being. I'm a benevolent being. I'm doing what I do in service to myself and humanity. You can only go up from there. You can only go up from there. And this is the mission for those of you who've been called to listen to this podcast. This is the mission is to grow our energy, to lift our vibration so that we may lift the consciousness and the vibration of all the people around us. This is the mission. Enough with the bullshit, enough with the hate, enough with the blame, enough with the victimization, enough with the violence. I'm over it. Unnecessary violence. I'm over it. It's really time to step into our power, step into our personal power, Step into our being, step back into our beings. This is what we came here for to be in this body. Why are you running from your body? This is the questions. These are the tasks for myself as well. So as I speak them out to you, trust me, I'm speaking them over myself. Sit in my body, sit in the emotions, sit in the pain. This is, <laughs> and my body just talked back to me when I said that, yes. Feel my organs, what they say, what they feel like. That's the work. And that's a lot from what I learned from my Tai Chi practice as well. Whether you're doing yoga, whether you're doing Tai Chi, or some other meditative movement practice is highly, highly recommended, highly important. I would say it's mandatory to lift your vibration, to raise your vibration. You cannot just do this from your mind and intellect alone. You cannot do this just from reading books, my friend, my family. You must embody these messages. You must feel it in your knees, in your ankles, in your toes, in your hips, in your shoulders, in your lower back, in your spine, your neck. All those places that are tight, that are calling out to you, that's your essence. 
That's your trauma. That's your emotions. That's your pain. That's your joys. It's in your body. It's in our bodies. And in doing so, it's not just honoring yourself. It's also an honor to source, an honor to God, an honor to Allah, the great one. So that is also a message for someone today is getting back into their body, getting back into their body. And it can start with very simple things, just like a morning stretch, a 10 minute yoga video on YouTube, you know, something really, really easy, something really, really simple to remind you where you are, remind you not just where you are, but who you are. I'm this being inside this body, not just this body walking around aimlessly. I am a human being, being in a human body. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling like this is getting close to completion, this channeling session. And, you know, I really hope that we are able to grow from this message We're able to be inspired to action from this message, whether it's inspired to movement, inspired to more intentional sovereignty, inspired to more selfishness, more self-centeredness, because these are all aspects of our divinity, aspects necessary for our growth and aspects necessary to heal ourselves and heal humanity. This is our mission. If you choose to accept, you have to accept the mission first. And I hope this can give you, and I trust that this may give you the power you need to make that choice either way. So be sure to check out more at themetabusiness.world. That's my website. Also, you can check out my social media at I am Erin Patton. And I want to just also offer my love and my light (laughs) to all of you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Meta Business Millennial. I will see you at our next episode. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing leaving a review, and sharing it with your friends. Because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com, to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.